I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome here to another edition of the Husker Online postgame live show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. We are in a very dark, empty Michigan stadium. The big house has Nebraska uh, fell 34-3 to today to the Wolverines. Um, Nebraska now has gone 20 consecutive offensive series without a touchdown. They've scored just one touchdown since the injury to quarterback Casey Thompson uh, back on October 29th. So a lot of storylines that we're going to dive into in this game, but uh, the offense is clearly kind of the issue right now. Uh, Not only is Casey Thompson out, Nebraska lost Chubba Purdy in this game with a high ankle sprain as he left the game um, on crutches, was in a boot after the game. That's not a, a good deal. I mean, with just two weeks left to go, his outlook not looking good. But then the other major storyline um, was offensive coordinator Mark Whipple. He got taken out of this game as well um, in the second quarter, was wiped out on the sideline, um, had to be carted off the field. X-rays were given. Um, now, Whipple was able to get back involved in the second half. He, we're sitting in the Nebraska coaches box right now. So where I'm sitting right now is probably where Mark Whipple sat for the second half. He missed the first three plays, Steve and Rob. Um, offensive analyst Steve Cooper, I'm told, called those three plays, which led to a first down. And then Mark Whipple took back over. They wheeled him up here. And, you know, his situation, you guys were getting around the stadium's not easy. So I, I can yep. only imagine how hard it was to get Mark Wibble from all the way on the other end of a hundred thousand people to where we're sitting right now. Yeah. And has been well-documented, uh, especially this season, there's one tunnel to and from the field to the locker room, and it's on the opposite side of where we're currently sitting. Uh, so he had to go through that tunnel to the locker room and then all the way around the entire halfway point of the stadium, just to get up here uh, and doing that in a wheelchair, I'm sure was a, a process. So, um, you know, just, this has been such a weird year in so many different ways. Now you add this to it where a coach literally gets injured during a game uh, and they're going to wonder who's even going to call the plays. And I guess to get some clarity that he did all but three plays in the second half, um, you know, I guess that kind of explains why things didn't look a whole lot different, I guess. Well, I'm just glad the whip's okay too. I mean, you, you don't, you don't want that to be He's a major a lot this year. Yeah. You don't want it to be a major issue. Yeah, it, looked, it looked bad there for a second. Yeah. Not no one, what the injury was exactly so you know he's okay uh yeah this is a difficult season i mean i in some ways it's just ridiculously difficult and add to it that they're in this thresher i always use that word but i like it because it's big the big Ten's a thresher of a conference you come here banged up you come in here with an interim coach an interim defensive coordinator um backup quarterback and now you're facing a Michigan team, a machine right now. It's a machine. 
and they're, and they're hitting. I mean, and you know what? They're good in all three phases, and they're physical in all three phases. Um, Their quarterback play was a bit underwhelming. Yeah, today. the quarterback McCarthy he didn't have a good a game. But throws. what's the matter? They they just yeah, pounded they didn't at him. I mean, he doesn't want his quarterback. <laughs> he could have not thrown. He, they could have won today, thirty-four to three, without throwing a pass. Yes, I agree. I mean, so I mean, they're, and that's why I think they're the best team in the league right now. So yeah, it was going to be difficult. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew this game. I don't know about you guys. It's about what I expected. Vegas nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about what I expected. It was a 30.5 spread mm-hmm. and Michigan won by 30. I thought Nebraska might be able to get 10. Yeah. I mean, and that's the trend now too, guys. Nebraska's offense, five of their seven games since the firing of Scott Frost have scored 14 or less points. They've only broken 14 twice since the firing of Scott Frost. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the no touchdowns since the opening drive of the Minnesota game. It's been 20 drives in a row now, and they've managed six points in those 20 drives. Not only are they not scoring touchdowns, they're hardly scoring at all. And I think eight, 18 punts since Casey Thompson's been hurt, plus like five turnovers. I mean, it's uh, it's been about as inept of offensive football as we've seen at Nebraska, maybe ever. Yeah, and again, and again, they're playing tough defenses. Minnesota, highly ranked top 10 defense. Michigan's real. I mean, that's a real defense. They're rated uh, number one nationally against the run. They're rated number – I think they're number three overall total defense. Yeah, it was going to be difficult. It was going to be really hard. And, and these teams now have Nebraska well-scouted at this time of year. They know what Nebraska's going to do and, and what they're not going to do. I think there was some – I heard one of the defensive backs from Michigan say there's some questions – um, about what Nebraska would do just because of the new quarterback. But he also said he figured Nebraska would simplify. So there's just not, there's not, there's just not even, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's really, it's a really difficult situation. Now you heard um, Mickey say, Mickey Joseph say that he indicated, I thought it sounded like Casey's raring to get back. He said, I, Mickey said, I imagine um, Casey is texting me right now saying he wants to play next week. But he also said that he's still experiencing nerve damage issues in his pinky finger on his right throwing arm. So uh, is he able to effectively throw the ball with ah, that injury good point. I mean, with yeah. his grip, uh, all that sort of thing? You so, wouldn't think so. How do you grip a football without your, with, if you can't feel it in your pinky? No. What he's had thumb issues, same type of deal. Like that was what he battled at Texas, which led to the offseason surgery. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they need him to play. I mean, for them to have any chance against Wisconsin, Iowa, or literally any team you could throw out there, they need Casey Thompson. Because right now, the level of quarterback play, and it's not just the quarterbacks, but the way the offense operates with those quarterbacks is so ineffective and so stagnant that uh, you you are almost surprised when they get past midfield. Right. And so, Sean, one other thing here. I'd be concerned if I was Mickey about just the team being demoralized by it. I mean, the defense really slugs away. They they keep slugging. Um, and that's I mean, that there's the the defense has plenty of fight left in it. But man, I mean, what do you what do you do? Hey, Michigan ran 69 plays, Nebraska ran 49. You can't, that's you just can't win that way. Uh-huh. The other team running 20 more plays, you can't, it's gonna be hard, right? Well, Nebraska and they, in a game like this, and you look at the drives for Nebraska, they only had two drives in the game that yielded more than 20 yards for Nebraska's offense. I mean, it just there was no identity, no rhythm. And I just think Whipple, I think he knows football, he knows offense. 
but this has been a struggle for him to kind of marry his thoughts with this roster and <laughs> yeah and, and just getting it to work i mean trey palmer in this game was targeted 10 times he had five catches for 12 yards yeah, and how many drops <laughs> and, a, mean, and one key drop right. um you know procedural penalties were an issue in this game yeah um trent hickson had one early Volkolek had one. Hickson had some troubles with the snaps. Yeah, those, those are like penalties. I forgot about the low snaps. They're really low. Those are like penalties when you when you yeah. fall down on a play like that. So they had some things early on. The unfortunate thing is, I, I thought the defense early at least kept Nebraska in the fight. I mean, they oh, were yeah. there. Oh yeah, they did. But Nebraska couldn't really do anything on the other end of it. Seventeen to three, or was it fourteen to three? Seventeen three at halftime, Sean. Seventeen yeah. three at half, but did Nebraska make it fourteen to three with their made field goal? Yes. So I mean, there there were moments like okay, they if the defense, you know, Ernest Hausman and Garrett Nelson made plays, yeah, um, that you know they they could do something here. But you know, Michigan averaged on ah. their sack adjusted rush yards, averaged five point nine yards mm. per carry. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean by it's demoralizing for that defense. It, it, they they are playing hard, but I, I'll tell you what. Now what I what I wrote is I'm glad you touched on that 5.9 yards of carry Michigan up front on off both sides, but it really made an impression on me how, how, how Michigan was moving the line of scrimmage. It seemed like they could, you know, if it was third and four, they could run for it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. (laughs) And and they were moving the line of scrimmage. They're moving the line of scrimmage at times. They just, you know, they get that wall going even against six, seven Nebraska defenders and they'd push them back seven, eight, nine yards. You saw Illinois do that too. See, Nebraska, the next head coach has to have an answer right out of the bat for Trev Alberts, how he's going to how he's going to improve the trenches. Both sides. There's no way this program is going to do anything in this league until it gets that taken care yeah, of. Yeah, you think about a November Saturday in the Big Ten, light snow coming down, you know, just a Big Ten day like this. Yeah. You're not going to win dinking and dunking ah, it's hard it'd and, be hard you know you get these rugby scrums or michigan yeah. and you know you can just see the the passion in the crowd how yeah. this is the kind of football you play in this yeah they league. roar there's a visceral roar and and you know nebraska fans want to do that too but they can't they used to do they, it you, they did it in the big eight and they did it in the big 12 they haven't been able to do it in the big 10 hi it's sean callahan with husker online we all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing but they also can be amazingly distracting especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Well, flashback to 2018 when we were sitting here, uh, Michigan just rolled over them 56 to 10. And after that game, Scott Frost goes in the postgame room and says that this is rock bottom. And this is, was a clear example of how far the gap was with the trench play between Nebraska and, and the likes of Michigan. Well, here we are. You know, they haven't closed it. You know, what, four, four years later? And it doesn't seem like there's been much progress Not made much. in that regard. Not you know, much. The defense much. was better, yeah. but the offensive line, I mean, they, they couldn't run. Hey, Sean, I'm going to defend Whipple a little bit here. I mean, what do you do when when you have a substandard offensive line? I mean, it's hard. It would be hard for it would be hard for Parcells to call plays. Did Parcells call plays? Uh, no, he had an offensive coordinator. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It'd be hard for 
for uh, Shanahan to call plays. Or yeah, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, like if Lincoln Riley, said, you don't I'm got saying, the if you don't got the horses up front in this league. Good luck calling plays. Well, and I I don't know if Whipple really identifies with this league very well. I say he doesn't. Like, I would give you that. Like. I mean, I think he knows football, understands the game. No one's going to ever question that. But I don't know if his game knowledge really identifies with Big Ten football. Yeah, I mean, at least not with the commitment to the run. Uh, it was, it, you know, we talked all week about what the the balance was going to be between wanting to do what they want to do offensively or doing what they want to do offensively, but then also doing what they need to do to protect their defense, to protect their quarterback, take okay. some of the pressure off there and really lean into that running game to kind of change the identity a little bit. Well, they were almost a 50-50 split in the first half yeah. and then the game got away from they them and they had to start in. throwing the ball. And, uh, you know, the runs seemed to work, you know, especially early on. Um, I thought they were getting some good chunks in the okay. start of the second half. Oh, hey, Rob, just okay. They, right. they, they rode Anthony Grant, what, I think he touched the ball like seven straight times, five straight times to open this the third quarter you got a first down and all of a sudden they went away from it so yeah grant and Irvin combined for i think six carries and 15 yards in the first half jeez yeah they weren't getting much in the first they couldn't get much now that's what that's why i defend whipple a little bit i mean they look i wrote it down i'll get the stat you guys keep talking but it wasn't much in the first half and if you're just joining us uh <laughs> we're live here in the big house in ann arbor sean callahan steve sipple Robin Washhead. I think we got our road yeah, post game stuff figured out here. We tried to kind of do a kind of a cheaper setup of our post game show. We learned that didn't work, so we brought all the equipment to Ann Arbor, um, and I think the setup's working pretty well, guys. Sean, we could stay up here for a couple hours if you if you want yeah, to. I might set up shop here. This is pretty nice. I mean, it is kind of. I mean, it is kind of surreal. We're sitting in the middle of the big house on the fifty yard line, where the coaches call plays from. Right, I'm where sitting, Whip. Where, I'm sitting probably where Whip sat. Yeah. Um, in the second half, pretty good view. Now let's talk Whipple. Like his situation, his health. Like, do you think he'll move up to the booth permanently? Yeah. Well, I think he'll have to. Wouldn't that be the easy? Wouldn't that be the most logical? He move? was adamant about not being in the booth. It was always interesting that yeah. he never wanted to be up in the booth. So you know, I'm going to write about this for Monday morning in our five burning questions. But uh, that he's on record saying that he prefers to be on the sideline because he gets that face to face interaction with his quarterbacks like that in particular is why he wants to be on the sideline and you look at nebraska's quarterback situation if casey thompson is not playing and you got a banged up logan smothers or whoever uh, at quarterback that disconnect from plays and communication from the coach's box to the sideline as opposed to that the face-to-face -face, um like, i wonder how that's going to impact things so i mean i think that's a whole nother layer to this where um you know those the quarterback is going to need some help and having your offensive coordinator, the guy that he works one-on-one -on -one with all week going into that game against Wisconsin, um, you know, is Whipple going to try to push to be on the sideline, even though, you know, depending on what the severity of that injury is, um, it, he might not be able to physically. Who would be – now, you guys, who would be behind Logan um, if Chubba's – Probably Masker. No, Cynic. Yeah, really. that's why I asked. Yeah, yeah no, Masker didn't come in. I mean, Jared Cynic – Didn't come in. What do you mean come in? To the trip? No. no. Cynic, Cynic played the final Cynic drive. Cynic came in the final drive. Okay. Just hand the ball off. Damon Benning on the Husker postgame or the, the broadcast, you know, mentioned that he was getting good reps in practice this week Crazy. and throwing it around. So uh, the walk-on from Hastings, Jarrett Cynic. Jared Cynic. Is now the, the next guy up. And Heinrich Harburg did not travel, and it seems like he is 
very far down the list of potential options Nebraska might go to. And I, Matt Masker, I just, I mean, I think they like his presence and what he brings, um, but he's not, they're not going to put him out on the Big Ten in this type of situation. But they'll put Jarrett Sinek out there. Like, well, I think <laughs> you know they I mean? think like, that Jarrett's a better. Masker's played in games. I mean, like, I mean, I'm just telling you what they say. Yeah, Sinek's arm's better. He's, he's got, got better. Like, Damon Benning said on the radio that his arm actually really impresses presses the coaching staff. So that's why he's getting the reps. And, and you know, I, th- I think it is what it is yeah. with, with a, a walk on. Um, now I'm blanking on his name, Masker. Yeah, Matt Masker. Um, just what, Matt what his situation. And is. they're not going to play Torres. Like even if it's not no risk of burning a red shirt at this point, like they don't think he's ready. Like I don't think I don't think he's an option for him at all. Yeah, Harburg. That's a that's the a Harburg one. That's curious to me. A little curious. I think it's time to go to tight end or time to go to another school, maybe. Yeah, and that's you know that's the reality. Like what's going to happen? There's going to be a lot of changes. Um, with this roster, um, with this staff, and you know, we got two weeks left. A lot of people asking too. By the way, do we have a kickoff time for Wisconsin? We don't know yet. Um, we a should. Lot of people care. Um, yeah, we've had multiple people asking <laughs> the chat. Saturdays. Um, it's the last home game. Um, we know it's going to be eleven or two thirty. That's all we yeah. know. Um, but we don't know the time yet. We should know though, maybe tonight. Like it, it wouldn't be you know, by they, tomorrow morning for sure. Well, they might wait till these um, night games get off the air because. It depends on who has the windows and, you know, the big 12 might be involved in some of these games um, for next weekend, but we'll know probably for sure in the morning, if not tonight. I got to tell you guys, I've missed that signing coming in. I was writing. I didn't see Jared. So he came in hand off to somebody Yeah, to uh, Cooper Jewett. Did he? Yeah. Yep. They, 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 they unloaded the bench. Okay. And, and that's, you know, I, I've had some walk on families in a game like this where it's over at the end. You know, there's some guys that have been here five years that have sure. never, never played a play. Get them in the big state and, and put them in there. I mean, yeah. it, and I I get it. You're prideful and you want to not get blown out. But I, I think Jim Harbaugh or whoever is going to recognize, all right, let's get our backups in too um, in that situation. So it was good to see some of those guys get on the field um, in in a game like this. Absolutely. Because they, they work hard at it too. Oh, no doubt about it. And, and to say they played in the big house against maybe – I mean, this team, this Michigan team is going to. They're potential national champion. They're potential national championship team. To say you played in a big house against a national championship team or a potential national championship team, you can say that the rest of your life with pride. Now, I will say this. I still think last year's Michigan team is better than this year's. Wow. Team. Hmm. Why do you say that, Sean? I the, the the playmakers they had on defense. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson. They had three of the top fifty draft picks. Yeah, they had two guys they coming had three off three top fifty draft. They picks. had two guys, Ojebo coming off the other edge. Yeah. One Dax Hill. Yeah, the corner. Yeah, he was right. a first rounder. Yeah, so they had two first was rounders in the second round. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, okay, that's not a bad take. So I, I mean, I think schematically though, and what they do, they're a really good team. I didn't, I didn't see like a defense though that had that kind of star power. Quorum is good, but I, 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 they'd have a hard time against Georgia. Ooh, right now, you think? I think they would. Georgia's not what they were last year, Sean. I still, I don't Georgia's know. not what they were last year. They ran up against a Georgia defense that was one of the best defenses of all, all time. time. Yeah, and they, and they got hand. Well, it the got quarterback play. I think McCarthy did look good today. A little limited. So yeah, that Ohio State game is going to be big. The weather is going to be a factor. I'll like, take yeah. I'll take uh, Michigan. Michigan in that game. Yeah, J.J. McCarthy today, 8 for 17. 8 for 17, 129, two touchdowns. That's an awful good caretaker, though. I mean, he's awfully fast. Yeah. He, he left asking, a lot of yards on the field, though. He did. 
In fact, Nebraska was actually better off when Michigan tried to like do this like air attack yeah. offense and stopped running the ball. I think that gave him a better chance to get stops. I think that's Jim getting ready for the for the big games down. The, I mean, getting ready for Ohio State, like kicking that late field goal. Like he's like, all right, I might need this kind of practice, right, in the game and against Ohio State. Get ready for Ohio State. Getting ready for the college football playoff. Yeah. Either that or he bet Michigan with the points. <laughs> How about that? Ohio <laughs> State was a 40-point favorite. They covered. The Michigan, the 30-and-a-half they covered. I mean, those are massive lines. And, I know. But it, it, it tells call. you the struggles of Nebraska's offense is why that line was so high. I mean, Nebraska should have scored more than three points in this yeah. game. They should have scored 17, 10. Yeah, yeah I think have... the, the over-under was like right around 50-something, and I think the projected – total points were like Michigan around 40, Nebraska around 10. Yeah. So that's kind of where Vegas was was seeing that in that range. So 10 points is what Vegas thought. Nebraska couldn't even get that. Jacob was going back to Michigan's comments last about game last year. Sean, are you saying that you think Nebraska was better last year too? Yeah, absolutely they were better last year. I, I even, think so too. Like Nebraska yes, had multiple pros on their team last year that aren't here. Um, and you know, Adrian was playing at a pretty high level at times last year, and they could put up points and yards. Yeah, I think it I mean, may. Yeah, I mean, you I mean, took Jojo. Jo- like, they put up like 600 yards on Northwestern last I'm year. I'm with you, Sean. I mean, you take Jojo Doman off, he's on a roster. You Stilly. take you take Still, he's on a, if he's not on a roster, he's close. Crack, crack Cam. Um, Cam Taylor Britt's on a Let's starting. Um, yeah, Jurgens, Jurgens. Yeah, he took some. Maybe you took some pro talent off a lot of it, actually. Yeah, and and it's not even debate. And Damian Daniels, like, I mean, you yeah, Daniels was good. And honestly, like DeAndre Thomas is as good or better than Stefan Wynn and, and Devin Drew. Like, yeah. I mean, they they've been they're Nebraska right now is just okay up front. They don't have just okay the horses. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. They're All just right. okay. We got a super chat question. Where's our super chat From at? Tyler Redwine. Let's see. It's in green. I lost my... uh... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. There it is, Tyler. Hey, thank you, Tyler. Um, if we don't hear a coach announcement this week, can we safely assume it's going to be a sitting head coach? Allah, not my Meyer rule, Mickey Joseph. My question to you guys is: What is the why? What do you gain by upstaging the Iowa and Wisconsin games by naming the new coach? Uh, one answer I could give you is it. it changes the narrative around the program to where you're not talking about how terrible the season is, how you just got housed by 31 points at Michigan and you're out of bowl contention. The season's over. Now you're turning the page. She's not over to a head coach. You know, I, you're, you're at least saying this is where the future Do you is want headed. the press conference though, to be dominated by questions to the kids about the new coach when there's still two games uh, left to be played. It's not a good look. Yeah. I, I just think you got to think about that situation a little bit better. Um, yeah, tell Garrett Nelson the season's over. Like, I mean, do you want to have the press conference before Iowa or Wisconsin? And, and guys, I know no. you play Wisconsin, but let's talk about Matt Rule. Let's talk about Urban Meyer. Let's talk Bad about look. whoever the coach is. They only get 12 games. And I, I just, I think Trev is smart enough to know, like, 
Hopefully he has it ready to roll, though, by like Saturday or Sunday after Iowa, and it's out. Well, what if he wants to interview coaches after the season? What if, what if he wants to do some interviews? Well, do you think some of these interviews, though, could happen the way the Scott Frost the, could? You know, some coaches will do that, some won't. Yeah, what Frost did in Philadelphia was pretty. I don't know if it's rare, I mean, but some will do it. And he some did it won't. the day before a game yeah. when they were playing Temple. I guarantee he wasn't comfortable. I guarantee Scott wasn't comfortable. But I, no, I don't. What else would you gain? What if you're trying to get rule and Auburn's trying to get rule and you just try to lock him up? Um, Daniel makes a comment here um, because Mickey brought the recruiting comment up again that we got to keep recruiting. We got to get better players. Um, And he said, if the season isn't over, why is Mickey saying our players aren't good enough and our issue is recruiting? I mean, that's good. That was the the number one thing about what needs to improve. He says recruiting. Recruiting. Got to recruit better. So, yes, you can directly leave that. Our players aren't good enough right now. We need better players. Unfortunately, it's – I don't know. Mickey would probably tell you that. No, I don't. He said, we got our players. Our players are good players. But obviously, our record would indicate we're not good enough. Well, and here's another issue, too. I mean, you can get the ball rolling on what is going to be a very quick turnaround with the offseason calendar with – uh, when the transfer portal opens after the season, I mean, to be able to let your current coach maybe start figuring that sort of stuff out, um, I guess there might be some value in that. The, is, NI, the NIL operation, though, it's going to be running a lot of that behind the scenes, too. Yeah. And luckily, Nebraska's got that going, like that they have. But I just don't think, I don't think you got to get in a rush. I, I, I don't, there's not that. And there might be people that, that are just held on regardless until after signing day because you're going to need people around that understand what's going on because it's going to be so fast and furious you can't just say we're bringing 50 new people up here and figure it out mm-hmm. no anyway what else you got any other questions all right let's see um <laughs> yeah a lot of comments about just the early uh, early what oh scary gary said sip watches no football thank mm-hmm. you scary gary <laughs> what is that supposed to be scary gary's been um He's on you tonight. He's, he's on. on. He's on you. Eight and se- eight and seventeen is a good caretaker. Well, I'll say that again. Eight and seventeen. I don't know. Eight, what you... eight for seventeen. Eight for seventeen. He's talking about uh, quarterback. Well, McCarthy. caretaker from the standpoint, scary Gary. That I mean, he's got a hand off and pitch to ball those running backs and just keep the running game going. They don't ask McCarthy. They're not asking McCarthy to do a lot. Scary Gary. Watching football. Frank agrees with us <laughs> that nothing to gain by announcing the head coach. Have to respect the players. Um, and I, I think you do have to respect the players. I do. I, I and I, I don't know if it's blatant disrespect to name them, but it's pretty close to blatant disrespect to name a head coach before the season's over. Season's not over. And Scary Gary does think simple that Ohio State will beat Michigan by two touchdowns. Mm. Yeah, you got to watch more football, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're giving Scary Gary super chat status yeah, here. No kidding. Um, we're about a half hour in as Nebraska. Uh, loses here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, 34 to three. Uh, this is their fourth trip to Ann Arbor since joining the Big Ten Conference. Nebraska now one in three in this building. Uh, the lone win, um, was the Tommy Armstrong 2013 Amir Abdullah, Randy Gregory win, kind of Brady hoax, nail in the coffin, really. Yep. Uh, but other than that, we've seen Nebraska get handled three times now in this stadium. Yeah, they've handled they so been close. Yeah, 2011. <clears throat> I cost them a Fiesta Bowl bid. 2011, I think it was 45 to 10. Does that sound right? 45 to 10. That was Levante chasing around 
shoelace, right? Mm-hmm. It was closer than that, though. It kind of just fell apart late. Yeah. Then, then, um, fifty-six to ten in two thousand eighteen, and now this. Yeah, that no. two thousand eleven game, if Nebraska would have won, they would have gone as like a BCS at large, and they would have gone to the Fiesta Bowl that year. Brady Hoke went to the Sugar Bowl, mm-hmm. so like that was a big game at that time uh, for Nebraska to have a chance to go to a BCS. Two thousand eleven, yeah. And it fell through. Yeah, that was shoelace. Um, and Levante, Levante, it could have been worse. Levante was making a lot of plays in the open field, just cleaning things up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was yeah. a bad match for him. Yeah, it's, this place has been rough. It's a rough place. I mean, I, I always am amazed when people say it's not that hard to play here. St- the stadium slopes back, whatever they say. Ah, this place is rough. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a daunting spot to try to beat Michigan, especially when they're going good. And now you got Wisconsin coming in this week. And, you know, Wisconsin and Iowa, um, you know, both have played a lot better as of late. Yeah. I, Iowa beats Wisconsin, though. How about Iowa? And they're all of a sudden in the driver's seat. How I mean, about they, Iowa? They are kind of back in control of the West. <laughs> How about that, Doug Lessamore? They just, they just don't die. <laughs> Doug Lessamore. Yeah, Cleveland.com columnist came after Ferentz pretty hard. He'll get he'll get another shot at Ferentz though in that in Indianapolis for the Big Ten. Well, yeah, he, assuming that Ohio State makes it there. Yeah, that's a big assumption. That's a big assumption. In Iowa too. I mean, for that matter. I mean, yeah. I, Iowa has been a hard team to figure. Illinois though, they have just fallen apart. What the hell? I know. What a like they blew it today. Like they they could have punched their ticket to Indianapolis and they blew it at home as a favorite over a struggling Purdue team. Yeah, that was a bad loss. Yeah, Purdue had lost two straight. And Purdue put a lot of yards on them. I mean, I, and I didn't think they would. I, Scary Gary's right about some things. I, I, I was dead wrong about Purdue. I thought Purdue would score a min, a maximum of ten against Illinois, and and they scored twenty eight mm-hmm. or oh, thirty one. They scored thirty one. I don't remember the final. Thirty one, I think. Joe has a kind of a not so nice comment. He goes, "These guys won't have connections with the new coach. They're scared." Mm-hmm. Joe, I got to tell you this, Joe. We've been around a long time. Scared. And and there have been <laughs> new coaches that have come in that we don't have any connections to. And one thing that all of us do, we make great relationships with coaches and people because we treat people like people. We're just normal, down to earth guys. Why? I mean, scared is a strange I mean, word to use. Why would we be scared, Joe? Why, why are you bringing that? <laughs> Sorry, I had to call Joe out. That's okay. Um, what do you got? It's a rough Rob? season. Yeah, it's a rough season. Yeah, everybody's just mad. Let's get mad at Robin and <laughs> the, Sean and Sip because the they're scared that they're not going to have connections to the coaching staff. Yeah, that's yeah, the last thing we're worried that. about. But uh, more concerned about having to cover two more games where we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. And yeah. They're going against another of the top running backs, not only in the Big Ten, but in the country, Braylon Allen. And, you know, they've done a good enough job, in my opinion, over these last three backs. I mean, yes, they've gotten a lot of yards, but they've come in a ton of carries. And it wasn't like, 200 plus yard three touchdown efforts that it potentially could have been but i mean just the totality and now this being the fourth game in a row against another physical offense you know is the defense going to be able to have an effort like they did again i, I imagine they will today? but you're right it takes a toll but i mean just the, the physical and mental grind of having to be out there that long week in week out against that level of competition uh, it's only going to continue to get harder. Yeah. And I'll throw Iowa in that mix too. I was going to run the ball right at them too. Oh, and their defense, Iowa's yeah. defense is on I mean, <laughs> probably on par with Michigan. Yeah, and what they 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 hung with Michigan. Yeah, 
defensively. Prob- yeah, probably on par with Michigan. I mean, Iowa's defense scores about, what, 14 points a game at this point between yeah. special teams and defense. So can Nebraska outscore Iowa's defense? I think that's the question. Yeah, Corum was good today. His offensive line really helps him. Corum didn't, didn't have a run over 12. I mean, he never had a run over 12 yards. They did a good job. I mean, Nebraska's defense continues to do a good job. It drops right. There's a breaking point. They haven't hit it, but you wonder. All right, Cameron hits us in the super chat. What do you guys think of the Dion rumors? Do they have any traction? I, I don't think so. No, I mean, I, I think this is another one of those things, like the secret regent meeting that we dealt with two weeks ago that we right. know was not true. And right. We know that because we've talked to as high level of people. Wasn't true. There's no truth to it. Um, and Eric Strickland, who you work with, um, has, has a strong connection to Deion Sanders. He texted Deion Sanders. He's married to Deion's ex. Oh. So they go way back. Okay. And he, anyway, he texted him and said, I mean, you take it for what it's worth. You know, it was Deion. He's like, yeah, I'm taking the job tomorrow. Like, so, you know, it is what it is. But Deion said no truth to it. So if nothing else, there is on record comment from Deion. And oh, by the way, Deion addressed his team in a video today saying that there's no truth to the rumors either. So that's out there as well. Again, what do you expect him to say? But the fact that this complaint came out of completely out of left field and the very immediate response from Dion to shut it down. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Guys, I mean, Zach Smith started it. Yeah, I mean, you're, we're going to take Zach Smith as like some credible source now. That Zach creep. Smith started that? Yes. Wow. Oh, another super chat here. Um, this one from Spark Adventures. When will the new head coach be announced? Sean, you're thinking, okay, so Nebraska plays on Black Friday. You're thinking Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I think. It depends, though. If the guy's coaching championship weekend, you know, it could go a yeah, week could longer. Go. Or if Trev wants to interview people that are playing, um, it, he might want to do some interviews. Interviews but, happen. I mean, th- those guys interview for jobs. It's There's really sticky, interviews. though, with the portal in December 5th because your current roster, I'm not so much talking about, you know, adding new players because they're going to add new players, but you've got a week from Monday through Thursday where it's a dead period where you can meet with your team to discuss the roster in the portal with those players. Um, who is, is so Monday starting after Iowa. Okay. Really? Yeah. Monday through Thursday is a dead period. Mm -hmm. So the coaches normally would go out on the road. Then they don't now. And it's a stay at home in the office to figure out your roster. So if you don't have that coach hired, like let's say we're not over there Monday for a press conference or Sunday. Who is going to be running those meetings? Mm-hmm. Like, who is going to be managing the roster decisions with the portal thing looming? Like, how Trev has to have a plan for that. He has to understand yeah. what that week week means. I think so. Yeah, that's a good point, Sean. Yeah, that's why. I like, you know, I'm sure that there's a, a desire to interview coaches, and I'm sure a lot of value to it. But I don't know if they have that luxury at this point, especially considering how long this process has gone. There's got to have been enough back channel communication to have a pretty good read on a guy assuming they have a guy picked like if, if that's the case you got to feel pretty good about knowing what that coach is all about even though you haven't had the formal sit down i want the job we want you to have the jobs conversation that's just my take okay you're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. 
Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Still getting a lot of comments about Lane Kiffin. Kiffin? Hmm. It'd be fun. <laughs> okay, I mean, I would you feel confident with Lane on the sideline? Yeah. yeah. yeah I, would you feel confident about Lane bolstering the roster? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Miss Ole Miss is running the ball like, I mean, they're really running it. I don't know what's happening today with Ole Miss, but they were third in the country in rushing. And then and they got three really good running backs. Uh, they're tearing people up on the ground, Sean and Rob. I just – I feel confident with Lane. I don't know if Lane has – I know he was born in Lincoln. Monty played here. Coached Monty here, coached here too, yeah. But I don't know if he has the affinity for Nebraska like his dad would. Well, now wait a second, Sean. I mean, why would Matt Rule have more affinity? Who would have more affinity? You got to hire. No, I know, I know, but I, I just think this thought that he would just jump well, ship. I mean, if anything, Lane Kiffin's like eyeballing Alabama after Saban retires. Yeah, that could be, but um, affinity. I mean, he'd have more. He'd have more affinity than most of the guys we're talking about. I mean, his he has con- direct connections in his family. Well, we know his brother Chris was a coach here. Yeah, for a while, and his dad was almost the head coach here. Yeah, and it, I mean, it kind of went. Him and Osborne, they kind of went their own ways. Yeah. Yeah, after he didn't get the job. I mean, Tom got the head coaching job after Devaney. Monty wanted that job, didn't get it, and then then, then lit out on his own and was a head coach. I think he was a head coach at both NC State and Arkansas, um, became a defensive coordinator later with the Cowboy, Dallas Cowboys. But, hey, Sean, I think – I'm now mean you disagree on this 100%. I think Lane might have affinity for the program because of those connections, because of his family connections, his family history, his family – you know, period. You could say, I mean, isn't there, would you say there's baggage with him? I mean, just with the way that his previous stops have ended, Seems they like, haven't, they haven't yeah. been cordial. Seems like he's <laughs> just, moved past that. Though. Well, yeah. like when he got to, maybe he's matured a little bit. And I, I got a firsthand look at Lane Kiffin like two or three years in a row. I went down to Florida Atlantic when he was kind of like, you know, at the bottom of his head coaching yeah. um, mm-hmm. climb. And he was on a rehab assignment. <laughs> His first, like this, this was published, like a picture. but yeah, like yeah. his first like week or a few weeks in Boca for that job, like he got, he went into like the, the main like college nightclub bar and like posed for pictures with girls. Yeah. And I mean, it, and I was curious about that when I was there and I was talking to some of the people at FAU, like, and he's like, oh yeah, it was alarm bells. Cause the AD at that time really put his neck out to get Lane Kiffin. They cleared out the entire building and they said, everyone out of the building, we don't want anyone to hear this meeting. And, and they had like a him and Lane had like a meeting mm. and just said, Hey, what you can't be doing that. You Is know? that right? You know, and you can't. Is that right? Um, he had a boat down there too. And he'd like he'd like to go the he would always take the Adidas people out on his boat and <laughs> have a pretty good time, I think, on the on the boat. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't know if he Another name that keeps getting mentioned is Gary Patterson and 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 Spark just brought that in the super chat. Um, are we downplaying Gary Patterson? Uh, we haven't played him up much, yeah. but nobody has. Football Scoop had his name, and when Football Scoop put his name out, um, that was the first I'd seen it and really had heard much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a I don't know, he's basically an analyst How at Texas, 62, 62. He's basically an analyst at Texas, so he's very available. Um, I. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. He, 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 you know, he got run out of TCU. And now they're good with all his players. I bet mm-hmm. that's chapped him a little bit. Yeah. Well, it got sideways with him at TCU. So 
I don't know what to, I mean, are you're taking on a guy who just got fired. Okay. Um, at TCU, I don't think it would be the best hire. I don't know. If, I don't know what the fan base would say. It doesn't seem like there's anybody though, that the fan base would be. Yeah. L- literally name anyone. And there's going to be a faction of the fan base that absolutely hates okay. the yeah. hire. And CB brings up a great super chat comment. Thank you, CB about Mark Stoops. Did losing to Vanderbilt make him a harder sell? And, I don't know about you guys, but I hate to play. Oh, he beat this team. Yeah, the week, the week to week. The week. I mean, it's like they got to coach week to week for the for the Nebraska job. I think you got to look at the body of work mm-hmm. and what they've done as a coach. You can't just say, "Oh, this week knocks no. him out of the job." No, I mean, no, I agree with you. I mean, I we the one that I think has coached himself out is Campbell. Yeah, uh, Matt Campbell, at Iowa State. Just too much losing over two seasons, though. I mean, this this season and last season. Well, last year he had an NFL draft pick quarterback and running back. Yes, and they didn't. You know, they underachieved with that big talent. time, big time. I just think if you if you try to hire Matt Campbell right now, there's going to be a lot of disappointed people. Yeah. Right. Yes, definitely. Um, who were we just talking about before Matt Campbell? Who, we, who was Gary Patterson? Was it Patterson? Stoops. Stoops. Oh, yes. Mark. Stoops. So going back to did he coach himself down? I mean. Yeah, I don't like the week-to-week analysis. I look at it more that he's got Kentucky as a top 25 team. Kentucky. Yeah, and they got upset. They're good enough yeah. to be upset. I mean, that's building a program yeah. from nothing. When he inherited Kentucky football, they were garbage. They were, yeah, they were a ranked team. What is today? November 12th. They're ranked on November 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not easy to do. Yeah, so, I mean, I look a body of work definitely with the Mark Stoops conversation and really with all these guys outside of the week-to-week I, And I think about fit, and Stoops would fit. I mean, he'd fit the – he's got a, a sort of a blue-collar mentality. Um, I think he'd fit it in Lincoln. And Lane, in his own strange way, might. It might be a little much. Lane might be a little much. Yeah, I mean, I worry about just – He's single. The rumors and things that we've dealt with, like that may or may not be right. true about – I mean, imagine what it would be like with Lane Kiffin. Right. Oh, it'd be a lot. Oh, yeah. God, that's a good point, Sean. And, um, and Trev definitely pointed out character in his press conference <laughs> yeah. about, you know, so not to say that. Not to say Lane's got bad he's got character. Bad care, but again, he's he's had some issues yeah. before that led to kind of ugly breakups at previous schools. Yeah. So here's a nugget on Stoops that's, that's interesting fair. to me um, that, you know, has him. Well, first of all, and this was published in Lexington. He was divorced um, with his wife. It was Stoops. In, Mark Stoops. Yeah. and. Um, his ex-wife moved back to Denver, where she's from, with their two boys that are 16 and I believe sixth grade or seventh grade. So he's got two young boys that are in Denver mm-hmm. that don't live in Lexington, you know, with him full time. Mm-hmm. A job like Nebraska, number one, would be a football first school. Kentucky is not a football first Stop. school. Number two, you'd get the stadium, the facilities, the resource, and more money, mm-hmm. and you would be easier accessible ex- to access your sons and, yeah. and get them you know there's multiple flights a day lincoln omaha to denver so that, that that's a factor in the stoops conversation and jim rose brought that up as well in the monday night quarterback thing um what else can he do at kentucky yeah, he's he's and plateaued there his boys are at a pretty important stage of their life and you know if he can be that much closer to them and access them that, that might be something to think do you about. guys think he'd be a good fit i do yeah i do i think he would fit the big time yeah, I do too. Yeah, Lincoln and the Big Ten. That's a good point, Rob. I mean, got to fit this league. I, I think you got to fit this league. Now, there's guys that buck that a little bit. Like, Brom doesn't really fit the way he runs the operation, but it's working. I mean, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean there's you have to be like Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, 
Michigan. Um, but I think in Lincoln, that makes the most sense. Like my top two, I guess, today Stoops would, would be Duke. Stoops and Fickle. Yeah, well, you're not getting Fickle. I know. Why, are, why aren't we getting Fickle? I just, I just don't know if there's any mutual interest. Yeah. Do we know I, that, though? I don't, yeah. It's just my, my assumption. But, yeah, going to the Big 12, like, he's in a great spot. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, Cincinnati, he's got all those kids. He's got six kids. I don't know if he'd want to uproot. Catholic uh, guy. Yeah. I don't know if he'd want to uproot. And I think he's got designs on other jobs. I agree. Bigger. I think he's sitting on two jobs, Notre Dame and Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. Or Michigan. Or Michigan. Ooh, Michigan. I mean, I mean you're talking about that level. And right now, Nebraska's – not there. He no, turned down Michigan is, State. They're not there. He turned down Michigan State. Like it was like when that Michigan State job opened. Right, went right at, to fickle. at that time. Like everyone's like, "Yep, yeah, fickle, no brainer." He said no. Mm-hmm. Um, now we got another super chat question here. Um, Matthew Callaway, more of a comment. Now is hiring a coach in season too disrespectful to the players, but firing a coach in season wasn't. This is big business. Um, it's basically saying, oh, "I get it. I get what you're saying." You fired Frost. That's disrespectful. Why can't you hire a guy? Like, what's the difference? Um, it's different. <laughs> I mean, because because I mean because the announcement. I mean, the announcement. I mean, and I and you were fired, Frost, because you 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 thought it would you thought it'd be better with someone else in charge. That it that that it flattened out with Frost, and it clearly had. By the way, that you thought you'd get a boost by fire and frost you're not getting a boost by hiring anybody because that guy's not going on a sideline and you think about this season that's the- isn't that right i mean you fought they fired frost essentially because they thought it would improve the operation yeah they you could at least paint it in, part, in the picture that they were trying to salvage the season right whereas hiring a new coach means that you are turning the page right on the season so it's, I, think I, it's, I think that's how you can i think it's markedly different um spark had just a luke fickle comment again in the super chat um, I'll, I'll, I'll simplify that question. Do you think Luke Fickle's at least been contacted? Ah, hard to say. We, hard to say. Did Nebraska gauge interest? I'm sure they did. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. He's that, silly not to. Right. But what was the response right. to that interest? I, that's where. That's okay. Where I, I, I don't want to say I'm sure they would, but you would think they would. I think they would be silly if they don't at least ask right. someone that knows Luke Fickle, would he be interested if no. we asked him? Mike has commented that Fickle's wife won't let him move to Lincoln. I don't know that. I don't know. That. Yeah, I don't. That That's a hard thing to say um, at this point. Yeah. I actually, it's funny. We were on vacation in Florida and I saw Luke Fickle and his wife at our hotel um, last, not this summer, but the summer before. <laughs> they were just it's amazing. Walking around. It was 20, summer of 21. And I don't think they, I don't know if their kids are with him or not, but he was down in Florida and Marco Island just enjoying life on his vacation. But, yeah, he's got six young kids that are all school age. Yeah. So yeah. when you move an operation like that, it's more than just coaching, yeah, you're, right? You're not just taking a job down the street to the company across town or whatever. I'll tell you <laughs> what. I'll tell you what, though. If they did get fickle, it'd be an amazing. Oh, player. yeah. I mean, yeah, I check about every box. So, the only reason I don't talk about him is because I don't think they can get him. But if they did get him, hello. I mean, yeah, I'm the same way. Instant, be- Instantly better. Same way. Yeah, it's kind of like the girl in the bar, like. You just like I'm not even gonna go up to her because she's just gonna shut me down. You yeah, know, like that. That's how I think you feel about Luke Fickle. Yeah, when, when you're six, rolling in there, you that. just gotta. gotta you never had that problem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, better move on. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're, we're getting down a rabbit hole here. Um, All right, yeah, more of the Luke Fickle comments here. Um, you're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. 
Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. But we're, we're wrapping up here, guys. Um, last few minutes here okay. as we, we um, move out of the big house. Key, key question. Ooh, I got a question for us. So, oh. senior day coming up next week. Uh, sometimes you get guys that aren't listed as seniors that go through senior day. Do we expect any of that to happen this week? Ooh. COVID has just destroyed senior days in general. Like, <laughs> it really has. Like, I mean, like last year, Col- Colton Feast went through senior right. day. Right. <laughs> he's got to go through it. And again. he had two years of eligibility. Yeah, yeah left. you're right. You're right. Like, he's Colton Feast could come back again. <laughs> Like, I mean, so, so yeah, I guess it's, it's really, really hard to know. Yeah, Derek Walker will be have his third senior day this yeah. week for Nebraska basketball. <laughs> so, third, yeah, third so senior you're day. thinking of guys like O'Shawn Mathis. Yeah, yeah, or like a, a Trey Palmer. Or, Trey Palmer. you know, guys that Garrett Nelson. Garrett Nelson. Garrett that, Nelson's a junior. That at least have O'Shawn. a potential O'Shawn, option yeah. to, to move on to the NFL. Anthony Grant. Mm-hmm. Is he going through senior day? Great question. And, guys, that, that, that release, we'll we'll really have to talk to Keith and other folks in football. It's kind of that like press release, yeah. With it's the list of players that are going to be honored. Do they do they send out yes. a release? Yes. So I haven't done this for very long, so I don't know. I mean, what if what if like Heinrich Harburg has a senior day? Or, you know, like I'm just, yeah. I mean, like just <laughs> underclassmen guys that I mean know they're leaving Nebraska and they want to get honored. Uh huh. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't think he would do that. No, I know. I'm just throwing out hypotheticals. Um, who else is on that list? Who else is on that list? O'Shawn, oh, uh, Garrett Nelson, Anthony Grant, Trey Palmer. Those guys are like uh, Lou Grimer wouldn't be a guy that would. God, no, I wouldn't think so. Well, this is his fourth year. Yeah, he's only a sophomore, junior. See, junior, he's junior, junior. junior. Yeah. I don't think he'd be fourth year though. But I yeah, know he's yeah, not. You're right. Um, got a, another super chat here. So what is, who are the final candidates for Michael Mitchell? Who do you think are the final candidates? I mean, I wish we knew, Michael. I really do. I don't think any of us know. The, the most steam, let's say that. Rule has a lot of steam. Rule stoops. Rule stoops. Those We agree. Those two have steam. Absolutely. And what, okay. Why, why is Doran not? I don't know. About. Like, I don't know. He won again. He's eight and two. I don't doesn't know. Have, doesn't have the sexy name appeal. You just, some of the other guys. Look at that resume, though. Yeah. He's eight and two. Look at that resume. Yeah. If, if you guys don't think Doran's good, look at that resume. Just take 10 minutes. Go to Wiki and look at his resume. And didn't we, was it on the show last week? I compared it like you'd be getting like a Jeff Brom type guy. It, it just, yeah. just kind of reminds you of a Jeff Brom. You just, know, the name that's not, doesn't seem to have a lot of steam is Leipold. It just doesn't he, seem he, like he peaked early. He was like a September coaching search star, and yeah. but they're they're winning. Do they win today, Kansas? I don't know. Let's Aranda see. doesn't have much now. I heard I heard last week um from somebody connected at Baylor that Baylor will do whatever it takes to keep him. K-State beat Baylor 31 to 3 today. Oh, that doesn't help. Mm. Not game to game. I'm not going game to game, but about Chris Kleiman. But yeah, climbing doesn't have much steam. But Aranda, I'm I count Aranda out. I've had some people in the industry tell me that we should be considering climbing, like that he sh- he should be discussed. Right but now. Th- so the only two names we've come up with steam are Rule Stoops and and Mark Stoops. That's the, that's and Mickey had steam, but I can't. I just don't think Mickey's got steam now. 
Yeah, and the theory on Mickey um, and Damon Benning brought this up on Big Red Wrap Up is it would allow Trev to make two coaching hires, where if it doesn't work out with Mickey, he can make the next hire still. Yeah, I guess um, that's an odd way to look at um, it. <laughs> you you have two swings at it. Where yeah, if you, great. If you make the big, well, that's great for Trev, but I don't think that's great I don't, for the program. Yeah, I don't think you go into yeah, the same. Hey, looking get, at your backup plan for yeah, that's great. You don't get two putts at this; you get one. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. What about a, Bill O'Brien? Yeah, not, not much steam. Not much steam. I, I mean, my, hey, it's not like I don't make calls. Like you don't make calls. We make calls. I don't hear much steam on O'Brien. What about Monken? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he, he football scoop brought him up. And I looked in, I look, I thought in my mind, like, oh, he'd be a guy though that wouldn't run that offense here. But then you see where he's been. He's been at Navy, Georgia Southern, Army. Like, well, he'd run that offense here because <laughs> he's literally everywhere he's been has run that offense. Yeah. I'm sure some fans wouldn't mind seeing some wishbone triple I option. Know. I don't know if you can do that. Kansas down Wing by the tea. way by by five points. Two. Are they playing? Um, Kansas is down by five points to Texas Tech mm. in Lubbock. <sighs> Somebody mentions Jamie Chadwell. No. Yeah, Chadwell. <sighs> Coastal Carolina. No, it doesn't. He's done well at Coastal Carolina. He runs the kind of offense that would work in Nebraska. He does run. Uh, run runs a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Chadwell's won a lot. Um, Chadwell is a name I've mentioned as an under-the-radar guy. Um, I heard him early, then I haven't heard him recently. But, I, I yeah, he's always in the Ch- – Jamie Chadwell's always in the back of my mind. Always in the back of my mind. All right. I so don't know what that would do for the fans. No. No. I don't know what that would do. I don't know. What would the fans say about I, James I think you Chadwell? need someone that's prepared for what being the head coach in Nebraska entails and all of the stuff beyond the football field that you got to deal with. For this. Yes. Like I if agree. you had like Coastal Mark, Carolina doesn't prepare you for this. I like think. Mark Stoops would not be intimidated by this. No. 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 Nor would um, a, a rule. No, no, no. Nor would Fickle. No. I mean, guys like that. I'm with you. Now, that part, I'm with you on completely. That's the kind of guy I think you got to have. I don't think Lance would be intimidated by it. Lipol. All right, guys. Well, this week interesting. Uh, should be a normal week. I, I think we'll have just a press conference on Tuesday. So uh, we we'll, won't get a lot what of What kind ants. of press conference on Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> the regular Wisconsin week, senior day press conference. Yeah, there you go. Um, and we'll hear from coordinators on Wednesday, Mickey on Thursday. So um, it's going to be fairly quiet. I don't think we've learned the Wisconsin kickoff yet. I want to double check um, if that kickoff time came out yet. No, it, I don't see it yet. 11 and or 2.30. 11 or 2.30. Um, oh, Final super chat from Eric. We got to slide this in. Fine. If Trev hires Mickey, is it fair to say that that was Trev's plan all along? Or I'll throw a no, little spin off no. on that. Did Trev miss out on people? No, it would not be his plan all along. He had to do an exhaustive search. That's one of the reasons why I'd be surprised. I would have been surprised if those rumors were correct last week, if, he, if it was Mickey, because a lot of people could come back at Trev in that instance and say, wait a second, did you do an exhaustive search? Why didn't it go to the end? Why you weren't going to interview anybody after the season? That those, those sorts of questions would arise. How exhaustive would could your search have been if you named a guy four weeks out, three weeks out, whatever it was? Mm. I just think he would have got those questions. No, I I think I don't think he's known it's going to if it's if it is Mickey, which I think the chances are slim right now. There's no way he knew it all along. He had to go into this thinking. I'm doing an exhaustive search. I got to get the right guy. I got to, I got to cover a lot of ground um, and see what I can get. No way, no way you do it any other way. 
All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, hopefully we can get out of the stadium. They don't lock us up here. Um, be sleeping on cots in the big house otherwise. But would be the worst thing. Uh, before we go, a reminder, check out HuskerOnline.com. Uh, we've got a great deal now. $25 uh, will get you access from now until the start of the 2023 football season. Um, that is our current promo we're running um, if you like our work, we've got great post-game coverage on Husker Online right now. $25 gets you full access to Husker Online from today all the way until the start of the 2023 football season. Thanks again for everybody for joining us. For Robin Washett, Steve Sipple, our producer in Nashville, Trey Yannity on the back end. Uh, we'll be back Monday night. We'll have the Monday night rundown show. Uh, so we'll join you again here on the YouTube channel. Thank you.